podcast, we get famous off this bitch? No bullshit. Why not? It's more original, bitch. I've never seen Carrington spell with a K, but everybody spell it with a K. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Carrington. No, me neither. <laughs> I'm on probation. What? All my niggas is acting. My nigga just got off horse arrest and already getting into it with beef already. Put guns in niggas' faces and some more shit. Damn! One of my niggas just got caught doing a shooting on East, in, um, East Street. He got put on house arrest. Glock 40 with a green bean going nutty. Uh, God with a green bean going that's nutty. That's such a different world. That's crazy. Man, I only hear about it like in <coughs> like documentaries. Really? I can't imagine living. Yeah, I wasn't really raised. I was raised in Cambridge, but it wasn't like it wasn't it was a mixed community. It wasn't like um, I wasn't in the hood. It wasn't predominantly black. No, I'm, I'm an immigrant. I'm not a black. I'm from Haiti. Really? Yeah. You speak English well. Thank you. I've been here all my life. I've been here since. I was you speak born. the language? A little bit. But I understand it fluently, which is weird. It's like me with the Beijing Patois. I can understand it, but don't ask me to speak it. Yeah. I think it's like, if I speak it, the accent will be so weird. I just sound like I'm just off. Just yeah. off, so I just can't. Like, I can't. Like, if I was to speak my native tongue, a lot of people would think I was Jamaican. <laughs> I'd be like, no, I'm Beijing. My name is Brandon. My name is Clarence. So, my name is Chase. Um, I met Brendan about a year and a half ago working at Chipotle. I was the grill one on the grill cooking all the chicken and all the steak. You know, just just barely making ends meet, struggling with a little bit of mental health. But aside from that, it was a pretty good run. That's good. So if you want to take us back to uh, just your background, where you come from, say where your parents, your real, your real origin. So, my mother and father both born here in the United States. My grandmother on my mother's side was from, no, not my grandmother, my grandfather on my mother's side was from Barbados. So, I got a little mix of a little Caucasian, a little island in me as well. But we grew up heavily around the Mattapan, Capon Street, Morton Street area where everybody seems to know it as murder pan because a lot of people do seem to get murdered over there for various dumb reasons but it's a life that'll cut you tougher than most so i can't complain when i was in elementary school in that area going to the tailor i used to fight every day i used to spend every other day suspended I would come back off a suspension like three days, be in school for two days, and get suspended again for fighting. Wow. They was bringing knives to the school. And this is elementary school? Mm-hmm. Uh, where'd you go to school? The Charles H. Taylor right there behind the um, fire station on Morton. So after your elementary school, you said you were fighting, so what, what happened uh, after that? So when I was in elementary, summer came, I spent a lot of my time grounded. But a couple of my friends would come through, get me off punishment for like a day, and I'd be able to go outside, cut up, and do whatever. What would they tell your parents? Oh, we just going outside to play, have some fun. <laughs> we'll be right here in front of the house. 20 minutes later, I'm gone, and they calling me. <laughs> when, when middle school hit, that's when, that's when everybody really started turning into like big ops, and I'm from here, and I do this, I do that. What's the environment like growing up back at home? So say around elementary school, you said you was fighting a lot. What was it like? Oh, elementary school, the environment was crazy. It was a dope house. Really? My OG grandmother that adopted my mother, little fat Caucasian lady, selling dope out the house. Shit. Was it it active? Had packs of coke moving through the bitch. I was seven years old. 
Really? Watching mm. all the coke come through. Wow. In your house. So you was in there. I was right next door. My grandmother was an active user, but wow. she sold. But she sold too. She sold too. Mm-hmm. She would. She would sell to the neighborhood. Family. They invite people over. It'd be a fucking party. Jeez. There'd be like eight people in her room, and you just really? all of it with the music playing, old school music being there, laughing and playing spades, having a good old time. <laughs> Damn, so that. were you? Uh, how many siblings do you have? Officially, like ten. Damn. So what do you mean? How does it break down? So basically. My mother got five kids. Damn. My dad got like three. Okay. Mm-hmm. But my brother, who doesn't have the same father as me, mm-hmm. his dad got like four or five kids. So I oh, count so, them so as my brothers awesome. and sisters too. Damn. So it's, it's okay. a pretty big brother and sister family. Yeah. Nothing was ever handy. I used to get bullied because niggas is coming to school in Jordans. Uh, coming to school in Jordans and all the latest man. sneakers. Shit. My family wasn't going for it. They was like, there's too many of you. You get these shacks and call it a day. <laughs> Damn. So when you're growing up, you was uh, pretty low income, right? You said in, you were in Mattapan? Yep. Damn. Subsidized housing, Boston housing. Crazy. So what about uh, your high school after all that? I mean, middle school, I, I fuck with it. That's, cool. Yeah, high school was quiet. <laughs> I was uh, I was in the background. I knew a couple upperclassmen, so I fucked with them a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that's when everything in that just died down. Nobody was on there wild shit but the school was still getting raided for drugs every week the school shit they was coming to school with their drugs trying to get them off in class and some Crazy. more shit had the canines up at the school every week school on lockdown this is high school what, what school is this Dorchester Academy Dorchester. Academy of Public Service was it a public school or private public service so it was the school was originally known as Dorchester High mm-hmm. but they broke it up into three schools Damn. Academy of Public Service, Noonan Business Academy, and then Tech Boston. Okay. I went to Academy of Public Service for my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Then after my freshman year, Noonan Business and APS merged and became Dorchester Academy. Damn, okay. I see. Dorchester Academy and Noonan Business Academy had all the fights. Tech Boston got all the publicity. What do you so, mean? So, while we was up there scrapping, fighting for textbooks... Like textbooks outdated and shit. Oh, Tech Boston, shit. Tech Boston was getting put on TV, getting notarized, getting laptops in their school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tech Boston was getting handed everything. So we started beefing with Tech Boston and snatching that shit. How did like, they get split up? Like if you're already in the school, they kicked us out the building. Are you serious? They was not Tech Boston, but the school department moved Dorchester Academy over to where my middle school used to be, the Wilson, mm. and then they moved it from the Wilson over to where Fields Corner was. Did they just pick people out randomly, or did they have like a classification? Like, I don't even this know. This type of student had to go. Nah, they just moved the whole school. Damn. The whole school. The whole school. Holy shit. So if you were still listed in that school, you just went to the new building afterwards. Damn. Even if it was shit, bro. That's crazy. Damn. So you were there. Did you graduate? Mm-hmm. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of student were you all? Like, what would you say from like A, like A to F? Where were you at? Would you say? I was that student that teachers hated because I didn't do work. But when I did my work, I knew my work. Oh, so you so they couldn't tell me you need to do this, you need to do that. This is where your mistakes is because it was no mistakes. Mm-hmm. Wait, really? So you were a great student? You just did all the work perfectly? No, I slept in class and didn't do homework. Oh shit! Okay, so but I passed all my finals. Crazy. When I was in when I was in my freshman class, I made a deal with my teacher. Okay. I was like, Miss Bluen, if I pass all my finals and my tests, 
aside from my organization and my homework, you surpassed me. Because mm-hmm. I proved I knew the work and knew what I knew what I needed to do. Okay. When the final came, I had an F in her class, sort of God. Damn. When the final mean? came, I took the final, mm-hmm. she passed me with a D minus. A D minus? Wait, what was your passing grade? The lowest grade possible to pass? Um, D minus, probably D-minus. the lowest. Damn. Yeah. We were like D plus, D minus? I I think I averaged uh, probably the highest, maybe. A, a nah, lowest. she was she was operating a little different. She had, like every week, she would pass out, every day she would pass out these do nows, mm-hmm. like a morning warm up type yeah. thing. And you got to hold them to the end of the week. Oh, yeah. And then she checks yeah. them off. And then yeah. she checks all of them off. Oh, and you get a quiz grade every week. Damn. My organization was terrible. That's why I made that deal with her. Because I was coming in. Like, I passed my do nows. Like, if she collected them every day, mm-hmm. I'd pass them in all correct and get an A on a quiz every every trip. Okay. But because I couldn't hold on to them, my bag was a mess. I lose them bitches. I was oh, coming yeah. in with like two or three every week. Damn. Two or right. three, sometimes so none, why, sometimes why one. Is, like, how are you so? What do you think? Like, like it was a lot going on. So I, my head wasn't in school. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, I was basically more so stuck in the streets. Mm-hmm. In the streets. Damn. How it was more like every day I went to school, I was looking over my shoulder. Damn, okay. So... Do you think that's because where you grew up, or that's what you naturally, like, just because that's what was in your environment, you just gravitated towards that? Just because that, like, like you said, you literally grew up in a practice? Like, like, it's... I was... I would contribute more so to the environment. Mm-hmm. Given the situations we'd be in, like, you don't even have to really be into anything. Mm-hmm. And you could still get murdered. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Like, just hanging with a friend that's from somewhere, and... Y'all grew up together. Mm-hmm. The ops roll up, start shooting at both of you. Damn. Like, oh, you with him? You must be a shooter too, because we know what he's about. Oh, uh, they just assume. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they get to it. I was never that assuming type, so I fell back. I started peeping a lot of funny movements, a lot of new faces that didn't know what the what the get down was. Mm-hmm. And my old friends was choosing these new friends over the older friends that been there for years. Mm-hmm. So it's like. You gotta fall back. Yeah. Now, we get older, and now we out here by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Used to be squatted up doing crime, criminal shit together. Mm-hmm. Now it's we all dolo. They catching us lacking, and sometimes it's not even somebody you know. Oh, it's just random, and then you, like, you don't even know. If there's a couple, like there's a couple faces. Like if I seen them in the streets. I know who they are. I know what they're about. Mm -hmm. I recognize them, but they won't recognize me because I'm one of them niggas that just chill in the background. Mm -hmm. I don't like cameras. Like, everybody be like, we out. You see who? That's not me. Mm -hmm. I'm low key. Like, if I got the blick, I don't want to be on camera. As a matter of fact, I got it on me now. I don't want to make you guys feel uncomfortable. No, I support 2A. Is it uh, legal or you got off the black market? Crazy. What's it like down there? Cheaper. Well, not really cheaper, but... How do you get into touch with the black market? Yeah, how does it work? You gotta know somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figure, yeah. Then they get you connected, right? You gotta know somebody. Yeah, that's crazy. So then, uh, let me ask you this. Do you practice? What do you mean practice? Like shooting? Yeah, shoot. So you just have it, like, one time? It's like. I already got my practice. Okay. I joined the military, so... Oh, yeah. yeah so tell us about that. Is this uh, after high school? It was during high school. What do you mean? 
So during high school, I noticed how everything was changing. Like people in my neighborhood that used to be close were picking and choosing who they dealt with and who they were cool with rather than everybody being cool. So I started falling back. I started doing my own thing. I was like, instead of killing for nothing, why don't I go kill for something? I might die for a reason that I don't know, but at least I died with something, for something with some meaning, you know? Yeah. So I went to the army, but I wasn't able to go active duty, so I never went to war. I just got trained to shoot. I trained to shoot, trained to fight. How, like, where did you apply? So you said this was- Right downtown. No, but like, what, uh, like, division? Like, was it the Navy? Was it just armed oh, forces? Arm, was it- Army. It was just the Army? Okay. Army Reserves. Reserves, I see. Okay, cool, cool. So then what was the, then you said you were doing this during high school, so what were the- So I would be in class, Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. and once a month on the weekend, I get up at like four o'clock in the morning, ship out like 50 miles outside of Boston, just to check in with my unit, do what I gotta do there mm-hmm. for a weekend, come back. That's that it. Well, yeah, cause the reserves, right? So like, what was the training? Like, it's just that simple, you just- Same training you get for active army. Oh, wow. What would you say, like in terms of uh, weapons, what have you used? Or... Let's see, Beretta nine mil, high point nine mil. Um, What's that shit called? Saw 249, 240 Bravo, M203 grenade launcher, um, M4, M16. I had a 1911, but that wasn't army issued. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been in touch with a few guns. That's pretty cool. How do the guns feel? Like, differently? Especially the rocket launcher. Oh, well, the rocket launcher was cake. <laughs> <laughs> that, that bitch got no kick to it. Really? Yeah, really? No kick. Smooth ride. Smooth ride. Jeez. That's it's one of it's, it's it's easy to drop because it's big and bulky, mm-hmm. but that bitch got no kick. It's light as fuck. <laughs> you think that bitch be heavier than a bitch? Yeah. No, that bitch light. That shit there. <laughs> there it is. Punch right through anything <laughs> you need. Crazy. But oddly enough, going from the streets to the army, it make you realize you don't know a lot about guns. Yeah, I feel like it's probably only limited stock because of uh, the stock. Like, there's a lot of shit in the army. You learn, like, since I got back, I've asked a lot of street niggas what CLP is. And a lot of them don't know what it is. It's the oil that cleans, lubricates, and protects your gun. Oh, yeah. So if you need to clean your gun, you use CLP. You don't want your gun to jam, you oil it with CLP. There you go. Me, I'm so sick, I oil my shit all the way down to the bullets. There you go. Mm -hmm. My bullets gonna slip right out like butter. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. But they don't... I think you may have a higher understanding because of the training. Because I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's an assumption, but if you're in the streets, you're going to get off the black market. I don't think you'd be training. But what sucks is when you come out the army, they don't give you a gun license. Really? That ass. That's crazy. I feel like they should. I mean, you literally trained. What? Crazy. Damn. So then, after you got out of the army, then what happened next? So how long were you in the army? Or are you still active? Oh. I did about two years at the Army. Oh, sick. I got out because I couldn't run. I was in a runner. I was like 200 pounds. Oh. Fat kid. <laughs> so running two miles wasn't for me. Damn, man. I didn't even know the PT standards when I went in. <laughs> what is that? Physical fitness standards. Oh, shit. I didn't know they had physical fitness standards <laughs> like that. I thought you go to basic, get in shape, then it was all a rock. Man. Yeah. They was like, nah, you got to meet this standard. You gotta be able to do this and this all the time. Doing this shit. I was like, oh, it's like that. <laughs> yeah, they're not playing no games. 
They had me running two miles before I even got to basic. All my mothers. That's crazy. Man. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I started for you. So what'd you do? What, after you, what'd you do it again, actually? What happened? What'd you do it again? What'd I do to get it? Like, would you keep going? Would you go back? There you go. Not for my MOS. What happened? Your MOS? Not for my MOS. What does that mean? Military Occupation Specialty. So, did you go in for something? What does that mean? I can't tell you. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I mean, it's it's undercover work. Oh, okay. I understand. But basically what my moves was supposed to be, so because I didn't graduate high school before I went in, mm-hmm. it's mandatory to have a high school diploma to join the Army. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you go to basic and come back and finish your high school year, mm-hmm. You get your high school diploma and go to AIT, okay. which is your job training. You need basic and AIT mm-hmm. complete before you are officially enlisted into the army. Okay. So, so you I just didn't do the second part. No, I did the second part. I just failed out of my PT test um, in the second part. Oh, I see. Okay, man. So then after that, but how old were you when this happened? I don't know, like 19? 19, damn, okay. After I got out, I ended up getting stabbed. Damn. Almost shot. Crazy. And this was in your neighborhood? No, this was walking up Dorchester Ave, oddly enough. In Dorchester. Okay. Did you recognize the faces or it was random? Random people, honestly. And then they just popped you right there? Why do you think, like, they were shooting? Just because, are you part of a different neighborhood, a different affiliation? Or is it because, like, it's every man for himself type of thing? I wouldn't say every man for themselves. More like nobody know who to trust. Okay. At the wrong place at the wrong time. Why do you think that is? Like, uh, like just like where did that come from? Do you have? Yeah. Why do you think the communities and the hoods are the way they are? Like, why do they always watch? There's no. There's no. Or it just honestly, I don't feel they watch backs. I feel more like they're broken down. There's no real love there. Like, it goes from the men to the women. Mm-hmm. When it comes to relationships, nobody knows who to trust mm-hmm. because everybody's running around doing foul. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the streets, don't nobody know who to trust. Everybody's running around snaking and doing foul to people that they grew up with, to people that it's family to them or should be family, like family. Mm-hmm. And it just turns you into a loner, you know? Yeah. One of the things where you just don't want to be around nobody, stay to yourself because you already know how people are and how people move. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much what happened to me. I stay with one or two people, mm-hmm. and a couple of the people I hang with, I really don't care for because mm-hmm. of the antics they be on. Oh, okay. And they're from your neighborhood. I mean, we grow up together. Okay. So now that they've also experienced this, and so I was like, oh yeah, even so, what is it like being with them? Do you still have? Is it? I mean. Some of them, you got to be on edge with because mm-hmm. they're more active than you are. Mm-hmm. Like, they're known, and you're not quite so known. Mm-hmm. And then you see someone, you never know, someone pull up and then... Yeah, I, I definitely. Can, I can understand that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my man's called me the other day because niggas got crazy right upstairs. Damn. Niggas got crazy right upstairs, so I popped through with the blicky, like, <clears throat> what's the word? Mm-hmm. Who's the move? Mm-hmm. What do we got to do? Who got done up? Because I don't know. Nigga never popped up. What do you mean? Nigga never popped up. Nigga never came out. Oh, you just in 
we came through, we sat outside, niggas was nowhere to be found. Mm. But same thing, Pete, we was chilling out back one day, and the nigga came through and dropped his knife. Mind you, he came through in a trench coat, and we already know, it's the summertime. Why the fuck you got a trench coat on, my nigga? That's, we yeah. ain't fucking goofies, nigga. We know what the fuck the move is, nigga. What you got under that trench coat trying to be funny, nigga? Nah, don't play. Nigga walked up, started smoking a cigarette. Okay. Didn't say nothing to nobody. Walked up past us, dropped his knife. What? Meanwhile, me and my nigga look at each other. We going off fucking Remy and Henny. Oh, shit. We motivate back in the crib. We pop back out. We didn't have a strap on us at that point in time. So we made moves. Okay. We got scooped up somewhere around the back way by um, my people's mother. We got to the hood, got the strap, came back. Mind you, niggas was following us on the way while we was walking to go get scooped up. Damn. Now that's suspect. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. You know the whole time? nutty like that. Damn. We was peeping everything. You gotta peep everything. Damn. It don't matter where you come from, how good you are, or what it is, anything like that. Damn, that's crazy. Like, people, so, people crazy out this bitch. Damn. And, and do you think, like, why... Why do you think they've come to that result, like, I don't know. Over territory that's not theirs. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you think the, the, is it the game culture, or is it, like, could it be something, uh, I can't really think, I'm losing my train of thought, but, like, um. It's a lot of things. I get, I get what you're trying to, I get what you're trying to say. It's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So, for some, it could be broken homes. Mm-hmm. For some, it could be shit family problems molestation problems for some it could be just they got exposed to shit they wasn't supposed to get exposed to like drug dealing mm-hmm. and all that other shit cause I know there's some people out here that's in it for the money mm-hmm. they out here selling drugs and niggas just wanna rob they keep their blick niggas get popped there you go yeah like you gotta cover your ass no matter which way you go mm-hmm. even if you just in it to make money and make ends meet and provide for your family or whatever mm-hmm. so that's crazy. So then, um, back to your storyline. Uh, so after you got out of the army, uh, what happened next? And you said you were around nineteen. I fell back into the streets. Yeah. Okay. So you went back home. Basically. Yeah. Okay. So then, from uh, nineteen to twenty-seven, you said what's what's been through there, and then we could talk about it. Like, mm, got caught up on an armed robbery charge. Damn. They tried to say. I split this nigga's head open with a blip by pistol with the nigga. Crazy. But I this it wasn't me. Wasn't you? It wasn't me. Okay. Like, at the end of the day, I know the niggas that did it, but You're not gonna say anything. I'm wasn't gonna give them up. They tried to press me in the station like we know you was rolling with somebody else when you did it. I was like, this is not the case. Mm-hmm. I wasn't rolling with nobody. I made a phone call, that was about it. Mm-hmm. What you want me to do? You want to bag me up and say I robbed somebody because I made a phone call, then we let our lawyer hash this out. Mm-hmm. That's insane. And how old were you when this happened? I was about 21, 22. Okay. Case stayed open for three years because niggas didn't have no evidence, no real evidence. Crazy. Then they got crazy and tried to say they had three witnesses. Three witnesses? Just out of nowhere. Tried to get crazy and say they had three witnesses. But you beat it? For sure. You didn't beat it? Nah, they put me on probation for it. Real. What? With no evidence? No. My lawyer wasn't trying to fight the case. What? Why? What do you mean? My lawyer wasn't trying to fight the case. Was it a public defender? Uh, 
I changed lawyers like three times because niggas was talking crazy. They was talking, you're not getting out of bed. You're going down for seven. You're going down for eight. You're going down for ten. The max your sentence hold is 15. That's insane. Yeah, they was talking crazy numbers. Yeah. Then I finally got a lawyer that said we can get probation. And I was like, all right, that's better than the numbers they was talking. Fuck it, I'll take it. How long is probation? Five years. Five years. And that's for how long? Three. Three. Damn. Almost done. My nigga just did three years of house arrest. That's uh, what, right when they said everything's locked down. So say actually 2019 and then uh, 2020 before March. 2019, I was just laying low. In 2021, when COVID hit, I was just laying low, basically trying to get off probation. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say once I get off probation, I'm back active, going active than I've been. But being in the house is boring and there's a lot of so shit going on. House arrest. Just- not house arrest, probation. House arrest when you got that ankle bracelet. Oh, I see. Okay. Damn. You can't leave. You just can't go anywhere. I can't leave the state right now. That's about it. Okay. I'm free to go wherever I want, be out as long as I want. That's the only beef with it right now. My nigga just got off house arrest. I can't pop up with a plane ticket. No way. Because if I pop up with a plane ticket, they're going to run it. See, I'm on probation and not supposed to leave the state. Yep. And they're going to violate me. That's going to be slow. They're going to be like, did you get this clear with your probation officer? I'm going to be like, whoops. He <laughs> said, whoops. So then, uh, you're still in the hood at this time? Back in Mattapan? Mm-hmm. I moved out of, of Mattapan once once or twice. Uh, do you want to stay there? When you get off house arrest? Or not house arrest, off probation, sorry. Um, yeah. Not really. So you would stay in the hood? There's a lot of fake and phony going on over there, so. So you would stay in the hood. Mm-mm. Where would you go? I don't know. Or would you do? You, do you have plans of ever moving out, or would you want to stay in the hood? Bruh. Oh no, I definitely got plans to move out. So I'm working on getting my housing. I got priority one housing due to schizophrenia, so. You have schizophrenia? Yeah. Really? Yo, you'll be surprised how many of the street kids is actually fucked up in the head. How come? How come? Yeah. You don't know the shit that's going on? I just explained it to you. Ha! <laughs> Got him! No, you're right. <laughs> I just hate it. That's exactly why they fucked up in the yeah. head. The shit that's going on. The shit that's going on. So you'd say a lot of them have a... Mental health, dis- like, mental health problems and like the high level of anxiety and paranoia. A lot of them need to be checked for shit like PTSD, really? schizophrenia, I- um, bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. but don't nobody in the hood ever think to go get checked for something like that. Damn. What about you? So, so you already got diagnosed, right? Mm, yeah, I don't know how. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. That's crazy. Man, I can't imagine growing up in those conditions, I feel like. I've only really heard, like... Nah, gangbanging run deep in my family. On the yeah. streets, like, there's generations of it. Damn, generations. Generations of it. Dude, how long has it been, like, like that, do you 
Like, There's two generations of my hood in my family. Two generations. So you've been there for so long. Two generations. Damn, that's crazy. Like the my closest friend, mm-hmm. his brother was gangbanging with my brother. That's nothing. Over fifteen year friendship. Shit. <laughs> A lot of people nowadays ain't cut like that. And me and him are peeping the same things in the hood, so me and him stay with each other because mm-hmm. we know who real mm-hmm. versus everybody else. Yeah, damn, that's crazy. Do you guys like? How do you feel about those conditions? Like, I feel like it can't it can't sustain that way. Like it can't. What do you but think? they're all brought up because of poverty. Until yeah. something's done about poverty, the violence is not going to change. You gotta start giving black people the same opportunities you're giving these white folk. Because, mm-hmm. like, my mother, she did it without child support. Wow. She did it without child support and no high school diploma what she for do? a long time. Until she went back and got her high school diploma okay. and became a program assistant, ADA intake coordinator, or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Some long ass fucking title. Yeah. And I'm proud of her, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, but my dad, on the other hand, he in a midlife crisis. Really? That nigga's trying to run around like he's 20 still. Really? In the streets? I wouldn't say in the streets, but midlife crisis, trying to trying to just stay young. Mm-hmm. Not like... You said he has how many kids again? My dad? Mm-hmm. Two, three, 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 four, three, like four or five. Four or five. My yeah. dad got like four or five Jesus. kids by himself. That's crazy. And uh, did you grow up? Like, how'd you, like, in your household, what was it like? Uh, were you, uh, um, two parents in the household or grew up with your grandparents? One parent. Who, was, who was, who one was parent, you? mostly my uncles. Those are your uncles. Okay. Yeah. And you lived, so it was, it was just your uncles or with one parent, your mom? My mom. My mom and my uncle was all in like one house. How, was it just you or her? was it all the kids? Just me and one of my older brothers. Oh, okay, so just two kids, damn. Okay, cool. And then your dad was just, he just wasn't in your life like that? There was a lot of fighting going on every time he came to get me, so he just like stopped showing up. Yeah. Did you have a relationship with your other siblings or a closer one? Mmm. The brother I grew up with, our relationship pretty tight. We could pretty much talk about anything. Mm-hmm. But he came out gay. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I don't care. Still my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great attitude. Still my nigga. Thanks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What do you think about, uh, like, not, not having your dad in your life? How do you think that's affected you? Or did it at all? If it did. You know, as much as I want to say it didn't affect me, it had some type of effect on me. Mm-hmm. Deep down. Why do you think that is? Because when a man's not part of the home like he's supposed to be, it always has effects on a child. Mm-hmm. I can't take that away from the natural design of the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So The nuclear family is so important. That's why I asked that. A dad brings roles to the table that a mother can't bring to the table. Mm -hmm. She can only fake those roles Mm -hmm. as best she can. But a dad has to actually emulate it. Mm -hmm. So it's just a feeling of having a role missing, basically. 
at your life on a different course. Yeah. Yeah. But. Can I ask I, you? Uh, okay. Okay. Jason. I could definitely see myself in some type of trade in the next five years as well, mm-hmm. aside from in my own place. Oh yeah. Where would you go? Any ideas yet? Honestly, I was thinking either plumbing or carpentry. Oh, I would say, I don't know how you feel about plumbing, but I feel like because I don't know. Maybe dabbling in some shit. Literally. 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 But they they get paid a lot because not a lot of people want to do that. I talked to a guy at one of my jobs. I work at Target. Uh, He also does plumbing, so he went to school for it. Um, He said he's making like above 20 an hour for like an eight hour shift a day. Mm-hmm. So it's like a normal shit. So it's like, yeah. That's why I'm trying to get my license so I can get into this building pathway thing. Definitely. It's a great idea, dude. Hopefully it works out. You know, I want to leave something, you know, better for my kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't have kids now, but do want, want them, you know. In the future, yeah. So it's one of those, I got to get it together before it before it happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time playing around as a kid. Yeah. So you want to set a better example. Yeah. yeah. So you said uh, you'd move out, right? Mm-hmm. You know where? If I had a choice that wasn't Boston housing, I would probably say to Virginia. 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 Why Virginia? Outdoor paintballing. Outdoor paintballing? Dude. Outdoor paintballing. Tell, you gotta tell us about that. What do you mean? Have you done it? When I was in the army, me and my battle buddy snuck off post. I wasn't supposed to leave the post. He was good. Yeah. He had the green light to go. Mm-hmm. But we snuck. I snuck off post. Mm-hmm. And we went to the paintball range to drop like $2,000 on paintballs and equipment and shit. We got on the range. Yeah. And we tearing it down. <laughs> it's just me and him. And we hitting anything that moves. <laughs> we had to watch out for snipers. I got caught by one coming out the gate. I don't know where that nigga was, but we found him. He hit me, and I'm trying to figure out how he got to that location so fast. He's moving, dude. He's gone. But after I reset, me and my battle buddy worked our way up this like little ramp that was coming across the top, okay. like a bridge. Uh, we went up, spiral stairs. We going up. I'm on his six. Yeah. There's three guys inside the building. Oh, shit. He hit the first one. Damn. I hit the second one. He hit the third one. Oh. We cleared it. Came down the other side. <laughs> then we got in the trenches. Yeah. Worked our way up the side. Yeah. Bust the left. Came up behind this house. Mm-hmm. After we came up behind the house, these little kids came inside. Oh, shit. They was trying to get with us. Mm-hmm. They was like, can we follow you guys? <laughs> we was like, no. <laughs> it's the last game. Yeah. We're... After we get out the house, we ended up crouched down behind this wall that's about, we'll say, like four feet high. Mm-hmm. We see the owner coming. Mind you, it's a zombie round. Oh, shit. So, it's only a headshot that could take him out. Mm-hmm. The rules were, if you get too close to your opponent, you have to ask him if he surrenders. Mm-hmm. If your opponent says he does not surrender, mm-hmm. you are able to shoot. <laughs> and he is able to shoot back. Yeah, it yeah. is for safety purposes, but if you don't surrender, they're they liable to shoot. Yeah, there you go. The owner of the paintball range decided he was going to come up over the wall with his <laughs> rifle. Yeah. And ask us to surrender. He got you like that? No. No? So, 
I was sitting with my back to the wall. When I seen the rifle come up over the wall, I spun to the side and slid to the side. I was like, yo, contact. My battle buddy spun around. He kicked off the wall and slid forward. Oh, what kind of shit? Okay. So we got our guns aimed up at him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, surrender. We looked at each other. <laughs> no, shit, I'm loaded. <laughs> All my paintballs hit bare skin. Damn. I had a fully automatic paintball gun. Shit. He caught them. All in the side of his face, <laughs> neck, Jeez. back of the head. This man is... You know what face, do. Neck, back of the head. I swear to God, I unleashed a whole tank of gas on him. <laughs> his whole face was painted. My battle buddy hit him from the front. I hit him from the side. His whole head painted. He kicked us off the range. We still had over 600 paintballs left. Sheesh. That's crazy. You're just tight. He was just like, yeah, he was just like, he couldn't have you out there no more. Y'all cooked him. Holy did you get hit? Him. Did you get hit? I got hit a couple times. Damn. I got hit with one kill shot from a sniper. Damn. Which, in the battlefield, I consider that a mercy kill. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that? Why? Why is it a mercy it's, kill? Just right away. Because you never see it coming. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, if I had to choose in the ways to die on the battlefield, be being die, dying by explosion, mm-hmm. Dying by plane. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like blowing up or getting shot at? Uh, it depends because bombs vary. If it's, na- oh, no, if it's a napalm kind of bomb, it's not really a fucking bomb. Mm-hmm. It's a big ass fireball. Mm-hmm. But, or die by nuclear round. Oh. Die by nuclear round, die by explosion, die by bullet, mm-hmm. die by gas, die by flame. Flame? That's crazy. Yeah, if I had to choose, I would have do sniper bullet. Sniper, yeah. That's the way I'm going. Yeah. You're not gonna catch me blown up in the in the Humvee. <laughs> talking about talking about this door 200 pounds. I can't get it open. It's hot. No, I'm not going like that. I'm not going like that. Hit me in the face. Like take my head off my shoulder. Close the casket. Thank you. I was an ugly dude anyway. <laughs> Nah, that would be the best because you don't want to be suffering on the battlefield, dude. That'd be horrible. Oh, man. Imagine, take take me out with a headshot. Don't hit me in the chest with a sniper around. Because <laughs> that's, that's a slow, painful death. Oh, yeah, dude. Your whole shit blowing off. <laughs> that's crazy. But, but then you got to think, like, yo, if nobody would ever think how much the streets and the military actually are like. Is this like a war? Oh, like a, I'm not even talking about the shooting itself. Just the, I'm talking about the way they think. Oh, um, what do you mean? Is it just conflict first uh, about the action? Like, no street dude's mentality is to go out and shoot a civilian. Mm-hmm. If they actually knew the mechanics of shooting, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be like that. They don't have access to that. No. Why? Because they're in impoverished areas where animals are going to act like animals. Mm-hmm. But given that, they still end up picking up a pistol and still end up shooting mm-hmm. so now they have to learn mm-hmm. they don't understand if you squeeze the trigger too hard you're gonna miss left and right mm-hmm. they don't understand if you breathe too heavy you're gonna miss up and down mm-hmm. if they understood the mechanics they hit their target they get mad because they put them people get mad because they put themselves in those kind of situations like i know people that'll go out and actively look 
look for that. Wow. I'm not that kind of person, so mm-hmm. I gotta stay away from you. Yeah. You gotta know who to separate from because mm-hmm. it's not healthy. No, no, no. You won't live long that way. That's crazy. But all you gotta do is tackle that poverty and niggas will be all right. Niggas won't be out here selling drugs mm-hmm. because. If they was able to make a way. If you were, how how do you see a way forward from this? Have you ever thought about that? Like how to how to build a community up in a way where they can get out of these impoverished areas and like has that been? Has that bring been? bring some type of money and training to our education system like they used to be mm-hmm. back in like the eighties, seventies. In the 90s, mm-hmm. early 90s, you had trade schools mm-hmm. being taught in high school. Uh, yeah. Like, you could go to Madison Park High and learn wood shop, yep. which is basics for construction. Mm-hmm. You could put that down on your resume and get into a union. Yep. Why can't you do that now? Because the education system is, I would say, it's pretty crap. Peep this. Even for the felons, mm-hmm. for everybody that was locked up in prison. There were opportunities to get your GED mm-hmm. and get education and get job training. Mm-hmm. They don't have that now. Really? That us. I've only seen a few documentaries where they actually do, but it, it is very rare. Yeah. Some places down south still have them. Mm-hmm. Like, actively, you can get a job in there. Mm-hmm. You can, but how good of a job is it going to be? It's not like they're giving you trade school. They let you work in the jailhouse kitchen. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. But they used to offer actual classes. Mm-hmm. Can't say they still do it, mm-hmm. but they just taking opportunities away instead of providing them, mm-hmm. which just makes life harder for the people trying to do right mm-hmm. and makes them more primal, makes them want to say, okay, maybe this crime is worth it. Maybe robbing this guy with the big ass chains is worth it. Mm-hmm. Maybe selling crack cocaine, maybe selling cocaine, maybe selling weed or heroin or something like that is worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, my brother, love him to death. 40 years old. I watched this nigga in gunfight after gunfight. Damn. Old, one of my older brothers on my dad's side got smoked with a shoddy. Chopped right the fucking half the day he got out of jail. Wow. How old was he? Like 18, 19. He was Damn. a young nigga. He was a young nigga. That's crazy. Damn. But that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. I didn't see my brother shot. I didn't see my brother stabbed. I didn't see my brother come in with bullet holes in his coat from blasting guns that was tucked in his pocket wow. that he never even whipped out. Crazy. Man. So, if, I guess I keep trying to ask it, but do you, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I may not be getting the answer. Like, I'm trying to see if you, what do you think? Like, you keep, like, opportunities, but not just, for, like, what opportunities would you want to see where you talk? Well, you actually did it with the high school, right? And mm-hmm. then, well, actually, I did have a question about that. You said, why, why, uh, why do you think that is? Why do you think the high school, they don't do it anymore? And I, when I think about it, I don't know, because when I graduated. I think it's because of the agenda they wanted. What is, what's the agenda? The agenda of the government between 1970s and 1990s was to destroy the black family. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So, if they was to destroy the black family and take away the opportunities that the black man had within his school, inside public schools, 
Can I ask you something? It's maybe it's a bit controversial, I guess, but you know what BLM is? Black Lives Matter. Yeah. How do you feel about that? How do you think it's benefited the community in any way in the national conversation? Because I hear you know Black Lives Matter is a great group where it's like I don't think it's truly benefited the community yet. Okay. In order for in order for there to be a benefit to the community for me, you would have had to have truly done something. Mm-hmm. Getting a holiday made does not count for me as truly doing something. You're referring to Juneteenth? Yeah. When was that again? That was a couple of days ago. June 19th. Right? June 19th? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Wasn't it uh, President Joe Biden signed it into law? Kamala Harris was there. A bunch of black officials and, you know, activists I heard was there. You know, how how'd you feel about it? I mean... June 19th becoming a national holiday. It, what does it do about the actual problem that the Black Lives Matter movement is trying to highlight? Mm-hmm. It's not protecting us. Mm-hmm. It's not saving us from any demonization. It's not it's not doing anything for our culture but giving us another day to celebrate. What are we celebrating in this country? We're not celebrating a damn thing. We're fighting. Mm-hmm. Just to get by. We're fighting we're fighting to get by in our community. Mm-hmm. We're fighting to get by with our own race. We're fighting to get by with other races. Mm-hmm. There has to be something done physically. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just slap another Band-aid on it and say it's okay. You all have Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that agenda comes from? Like, I feel like there are so many great black thinkers. Uh, I wish I could name them off the top of my head. I think Clarence Thomas. He's a Supreme Court judge, and then there's another one. Oh, you naming judges? Yeah, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of good black thinkers, and they. Uh, Thomas Sowell. I don't know if you've heard of Thomas Sowell, but he's, mm-hmm. he's a great thinker. We should pull it up. I think you'll be very interested. Uh, how long are we? Okay, well, yeah, we'll be cutting it up. I, I really want to show you this. So Thomas Sowell is a great thinker, and he really comes with solutions, I think, but he gets ignored by the mainstream agenda. They don't want Africans, Americans doing anything productive. Who do you, who do you think that is? The government, honestly. The U.S. government? The U.S. government. It's founded, it's founded on slave trade. Mm-hmm. The government? It's founded on slave trade. Mm-hmm. Like, this country is built by slaves and immigrants mm-hmm. and given directly to the white folks that took the country from the Native Americans. Yep. It's not, they're not designing it for us. They're not designing it for the Indians. They're not designing it for Mexicans, Puerto Ricans. They're designing it for white folks. Mm-hmm. I done watched my neighborhood go from a kid-friendly neighborhood with parks and playgrounds to, we'll say, 20% white? Really? Gentrification? I guess. What do you mean 20% white? What was it before? Less than that. It was less than that. Like, it was, it was to the point where white folks didn't really live in the neighborhood. There was one white lady we knew in the neighborhood, maybe two. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about them, them moving into your community without any of these issues? Being Honestly, I'm borderline racist. I don't like white folk. You don't like white folk? They, they have a lot of issues up top that they have to work through with black people. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm not opposed to letting them work through those issues. But Would you be able to give more detail about what, what issues do you mean? Like, okay, back in Jim Crow time, mm-hmm. all it took was 
for a white woman to call the police and say a black man did this Mm -hmm. and he's going to jail he's getting arrested Mm -hmm. he might be held to the death penalty depending on what she said he did Mm -hmm. that reminds me of a and nowadays you see you see the same actions Mm -hmm. with the same end result Mm -hmm. it's it's baffling and people swear up and down times have changed things are different not really not by much mm-hmm. slavery was only a couple a couple hundred years ago if that much mm-hmm. and I'm being generous by saying a couple hundred mm-hmm. but until something's actually done I'm not going to be satisfied with the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. like there has to be a bill passed that protects African Americans. Mm-hmm. There has to be something done about these police officers that are brutalizing not just African Americans, but anybody that stands up for African Americans within their police force. Mm-hmm. Because in a lot of these situations, you could see maybe three officers as aggressors and then four or five just standing around watching. Mm-hmm. If you're If you're not part of solution you're part of the problem mm-hmm. you took an oath to uphold what was right you took an oath to, oath to uphold the constitution mm-hmm. just like I did mm-hmm. in the military if I saw my battle buddy fucked up like that doing the wrong thing I'd go and correct him mm-hmm. why can't you go and say that to to your partner why can't you you was called to back this man up but all you're doing is aiding in the assault Mm-hmm. And it gets to the point where, like, you can hear how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Like, the only the only time, I just fe- just learned this, the only time failure to identify is a crime is when you have broken a penal code. Okay. A penal code is an actual law. Okay. What do you mean by a that? A traffic stop does not count as a penal code violation. Okay. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, you got tons of African Americans getting pulled over for various traffic stops, mm-hmm. which are non-violent civil infractions mm-hmm. that require tickets. Yes. Mind you, there's a box on the ticket that says, um, "What the fuck is it? Unwilling?" Or you could write in "unwilling" on the ticket. Mm-hmm. So if you don't sign the ticket, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Signing the ticket is not required either. Mm-hmm. But cops feel because they signed up to uphold the law that what they say goes. It's the law, yeah. It's that ego. Mm-hmm. And until we fix these problems within the community, mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter wouldn't have truly done anything. So why do people uphold it so much? You see it in the media so often. Like, why? How come... After the real, I would say the civil rights movement with MLK really did make a, a difference in the, like the law, you know. Uh, but I feel like there's always been these movements and civil rights leaders, um, or not civil rights, but like I'd say race hustlers. Because I mean, they're like these leaders that stand in these places where it's like uh, they speak for black people, but then when you like, I, I don't want to name drop, but Al Sharpton's coming to my mind, like. People who say they speak for the black community, but then if they're such these powerful leaders, why is there nothing getting done if they're still in the same situation? 
Right. So, so then you look at that, just like, like why? And then if you look at if you look at it, the Black Lives Matter, and it's like, it's this big organization, like, and they made. But if you compare the Black Lives Matter movement to Martin's movement. There's no comparison. It's no comparison. Yeah. Martin actually got things done. Yeah, Rosa exactly. Parks got things, things done. done. Yes. Like Rosa Parks, the reason why black people can sit in the front of the bus. Mm-hmm. That's something being done. Mm-hmm. That's, but, that's action right there. Serious action. And that takes a real strong person to, to go against the system that was uh, against them in the first place to try, to and try to change the system. That's what you have to do. You mm-hmm. have to go against the system in order to get something done. Mm-hmm. And... The Black Lives Matter movement isn't about going against the system. Mm-hmm. It's about the system mistreating us. Mm-hmm. It's about the system abusing us. Mm-hmm. It's not it's like unlawfully it's like a, abusing us. Mm-hmm. It's just saying what is being done. Mm-hmm. Like what it in your face. I watched this troubling video. What'd you see? Mind you, this guy was in Walmart buying a bike for his son. Mm-hmm. He tested the bike out in the store, rode it around or whatever, mm-hmm. and some lady called the cops on him. Really? When the cops showed up, mm-hmm. this man was literally at the register with the bike. Yeah. He was at the register with the bike. About to buy it, yep. No, just purchased it. Just purchased Oh, wow. Just purchased it. Receipt in hand. They took, long story short, they took him arrested him wow. and charged him with disorderly conduct what not even not even anything related to what they they were called for and they caught him on that he, he got charges for it yeah disorderly conduct resistant arrest what was the punishment i don't know what his punishment was i didn't, oh, it didn't go that far into it, it. but it's the principle of the video like you like this is what the this is what the white folk do they see black folk doing something and they feel offended. They feel like they they, they don't have the right to be doing this mm-hmm. when all they're doing is just living their daily lives, doing what they do. You know. Do like, you, and you think this is this is a nationwide thing? Yeah. I mean, we like, we we can't do right. We can't do wrong. Mm-hmm. You see us doing right and having fun. You want to call the police on us and shut us down. Mm-hmm. You see us doing wrong. You want to call the police and shut it down. Mm-hmm. Like who calls the police? Because Four teenagers got a basketball and are playing on the side of the curb and they're yelling and screaming. They're outside their house playing outside. Outside is where you're supposed to be loud. Okay. I mean, I understand there's a thing called disturbing the peace, mm-hmm. but really, a couple 14-year-olds with a basketball mm-hmm. and then have guns drawn down on them on top of that? Insane. And where, where do you... Uh, where do you see these happen? Like, are these in low low income areas or these? Yeah, this don't this don't happen. Put it like this: it happens in high income areas, mm-hmm. but it's worse in high income areas. It's worse in high income areas, especially if you live there. Mm-hmm. If you live in an expensive neighborhood, really? as an African American, it's worse for you. Really. They look at you like you don't belong in that house. That house can't possibly be yours. Mm -hmm. Like, I watched this video the other day where a guy was... Basically, there was two guys in the front. One was cutting the grass. The other guy was the homeowner Mm -hmm. who was walking around, checking out the grass, making sure the grass looked good Mm -hmm. because he just had the grass cut. Mm -hmm. A cop walked up on him and was like, hey, buddy, what you doing in front of the house? 
do you live here? Can I see some ID? Mm-hmm. For no reason. Just came up on him. I understand there's a such thing as trespassing. But he told you he lived there. Mm-hmm. Why are you still bothering the gentleman? That's a fair point. He was like, point. granted, the guy refused ID. Okay. But peep this. The guy hasn't broken a penal code. He's not in violation of anything. He's standing on his own property. Mm-hmm. And they just take it to that next level. Right? And so the cop gets on the radio and says, can you send me another unit? I have a suspect that's failure to identify. Wow. That, it, it's not about what you say. It's how you say it. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you say, I need another unit because the suspect is belligerent. They're gonna send probably two or three units, mm-hmm. cause that's con- that's communicating. A suspect is getting violent. A suspect is getting aggressive. Mm-hmm. So they're coming amped up, cause they're yeah. yeah. It's all about what they say. Mm-hmm. And then they're not really. And what they say is based off how how the interaction goes. Mm-hmm. If you let them violate your rights, they're not gonna call for backup. If you don't let them violate your rights, mm-hmm. they're going to call for backup. Wow. wow. Like, one time, I was coming from a cookout in the hood. Mm-hmm. It's a known hood. It was um, a national holiday for the hood. Okay. We'll just what, say was the, that. what was the holiday? It was somebody's, um, somebody's day. Okay. JP day. It was JP day. Sick. Okay. It was like a national holiday for the hood. Can you, are you able to go into that a little bit more? So, we was out there. Grilling hot dogs and hamburgers, you know, having a good time. Mm-hmm. Older heads drinking a couple brews, listening to music. And the detects came. Okay. Detectives came. Just had to Shut that shit down. Really? Yeah. Why would they do that? Just and mind you, before they, before they came and shut this shit down, everybody seen them come in mm-hmm. and already knew yeah, they, they was coming to shut it down. So we all left. When we left, I got maybe right around the corner from my house, one house around the corner from my house, mm-hmm. and they jumped out on me like four or five deep. What? Grabbed me up, threw me up against the car, started digging in my pockets, trying to find out what I had on me. What? Why would they, they suspected you for something? Or they were just, I don't know. They, they, just they didn't have no reason to stop me. Right, yeah. You were just walking. Yeah, basically. Yeah. With a do-rag on. Okay. I think that was the kicker. It was the do-rag. <laughs> it was the do-rag. It was the do-rag. <laughs> They was like, he got to have a gun on him. He yeah. got to have drugs on him. He got to have something on him. Mm-hmm. But that's how it is. That's how it is. They don't, they feel if they know you live in this area, they got the right to jump out on you because mm-hmm. it's a bad area. Yeah. But because it's a bad area, it doesn't give you the right to violate people's rights exactly. every chance you get. Exactly. They think because, because we don't let you violate our rights, we have something to hide. Mm-hmm. No, I don't have nothing to hide. I'm just not letting you violate my rights. Mm-hmm. Do you have a warrant to search? You don't? Oh, okay. So where, where, why is it the real change coming then? What, what's, what's the reason? Because I feel like it's been like this for so long. Like, you know. They don't want it to. Who? The government. They don't want the, it to change. The government? Okay. I they don't so. want it to change. Who, who are the biggest liners of the government's pockets? It's not rich black folk? No. See. The biggest liners of the government pockets is the rich white folk. Mm-hmm. You pander to the wallet, you get all the money. Yeah. Why do you think Colin Kaepernick ain't in business, nigga? 
let me ask you that. How, how do you feel about that uh, Colin Kaepernick thing when he was uh, uh, protesting the national anthem at the, the football? I feel like that's just an, another example of seeing these symbolic things that we don't. Not only, I feel like they violated his rights to freedom of speech mm-hmm. and wrongfully terminated him. Do you think so? Mm-hmm. So you think because he was protesting, they decided to just get rid of him? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know whose call it was? Uh, no. The rich, right? The rich white folk that own the company, mm-hmm. that own the team, that own, yeah, that own. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like no African American, and I'm not even gonna limit it to African American. We're gonna say Hispanic too. Mm-hmm. We're gonna say Asian too, mm-hmm. because as far as I know, there are Asian boy Crips in this, in Boston, mm-hmm. but given all the races and minorities we have that doesn't give you the right to violate and say you can't have a job because you're standing up for what's going on to you. Mm-hmm. It's just unfair to us and it's been unfair. And until fairness is bestowed... Real fairness, not the symbolic stuff. with the, Yeah. Because I feel like those will... Those will always be there, but they don't. They won't ever do anything. Like, like you were saying, what real good? Because I was, I seen this thing. I see it on my snap. I, <laughs> I want to get your opinion on this because you were talking about Juneteenth. And then, actually, let me first show you Thomas Soul. I think you'll be interested in this. So this is a. This goes back to the point where we were talking about uh, real thinkers who actually have uh, ideas uh, about the black community. This is Thomas Soul. The other guy, Clarence Thomas, he's a Supreme Court judge. Uh, mm-hmm. These guys are in- incredibly smart. So if we just go, uh, his, you'll, uh, let me see, his, let me see, uh, current black culture, uh, Thomas Sowell Black Lives Matter, the legacy of slavery, you can tell me what you think of his views, uh, don't defund the police, uh, immigration, dude, what, give me one second. Hit the bonk. Oh, sure. I didn't even think there's anything. Uh, that ball is packed. Damn, this ball is big as hell. <laughs> I can't even grab it like I grab mine. The kids are over. Damn, man. Bunch of little bitch. That's just faster. Yeah, bro. That'd be smooth as hell. I should get you rock real quick. Alright, this is kind of some high level, more political stuff, but he is a great thinker. But tell me what you think of what he says. It's, it's about a 10 minute video, but we won't, he won't watch the whole thing. One, all Southern whites were or are rednecks. Two, all black Americans today or in the past were or are black rednecks. Black rednecks. Black rednecks. Hmm. I don't want to hear about this shit. I, I think I have an idea on why he said that. Said what? Black, black rednecks. rednecks. Why? Because black people are notorious for hating each other. The same way the white folk hate each other. Oh, yeah? Or hate us. So they don't hate each other? Like, black people are discriminating against other black people just because they're black. Just because they're black. Yeah. It's gotten down to that level. Mm-hmm. What do you think? The, how do you fix that? Any idea? 
Will there have to be a... a I don't have no idea on that one. No, no idea? No idea on that Because I feel like that's, a, that's such a huge paradigm shift in the community. I feel like and I hear a lot of voices giving out solutions, but in terms of real action, you know, mm. like in the media, I, I don't know if it's just media, but like the the things that are brought for black people in a way, like the, the culture and like just where it is in on the public stage. And then, you know, how that's like, up, like those parts are uplifted, say, um, I don't know how you feel about this, but Cardi B and like her music, well, you know how she's like number one artist, and I mean, that's just another extension. I don't know, do you consider that an extension of the black culture? I'm not a big fan of Cardi B. Me me neither. (laughs) Me neither. But, um, like, I feel like people like... I think Cardi B is damaging to the culture of women. What do you mean by that? Is there a reason you feel that way, or...? I can I can probably just imagine why the music but she puts out the <laughs> the message she's trying to yeah. put out it's not positive like at the end of the day Cardi B is sitting back laughing yeah. at half these dumb bitches mm-hmm. that idolize her and live out all the lyrics that she sings but she doesn't because you already know she's not living life like that mm-hmm. it's just music all the her. niggas all the niggas on the block know Cardi B ain't living life like that cause she wouldn't be she wouldn't have kids and be taken right now mm-hmm. if she was living life like that mm-hmm. and she got she got the money to live life like that mm-hmm. if she wanted to but she she knows it'll, but she'll there's something the about having class as a woman that her music doesn't quite depict mm-hmm. like it's it's just a lot of a lot of shameful shit going on so basically she's Telling a story of a life that she isn't even living herself. I wouldn't even say telling the story of a life she's not living herself, but more so telling a maybe telling a story of a life she used to live. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now she just continues with it in her music because that's what made her blow up. But don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying every woman that wants a man. That got something going for himself is a gold digger. I'm not saying they just have to get your money, but when it comes down to it, you got to be careful because some of them just truly are. Mm-hmm. And Cardi B's putting music out for the ones that truly are. Mm-hmm. She's not putting music out for the ones that actually want to build with you and make sure you're bringing something to the table. Mm-hmm. Like if she if we settled if we sat down and had a kid right now we'd be able to take care of it at least part way, mm-hmm. and it's not all on me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I see more single mothers bumping Cardi than I do anybody with a family. Wow, that's that's another like aspect of uh, this conversation because you know, the culture is the way they see it in the music. So you hear like the equality agenda where it's like we're helping black people and then you see the music that's put out in the popular culture and you look at the, the images of black folks and like everyone makes money off of it but no one wants to actually fix a solution like when you see say back to black lives matter these movements that are like you know uh <laughs> they're just saying equality is here and like uh, we're pointing out all the problems with the system and racism and cops and stuff like that, but nothing really has, has something. Nothing 
substantial has happened since MLK, and people still try to use his messages to justify what they're doing now, but instead of helping, it's really just de- deteriorating the community at a faster rate. Like, the message, the message for Black Lives Matter, they're trying to silence it, damage it in various ways. What do you mean? Like, the Caucasian crowd that supports Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. would actively go out and spray paint Black Lives Matter on public property. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was anybody who didn't see who actually did it, mm-hmm. who would you think did it? Probably, I guess. Probably the black people, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, look at that. Black people spray painting Black Lives Matter all over everything. Mm-hmm. This just goes to show black lives don't really matter. Mm-hmm. But... It's really done. Mm-hmm. You can like, see a lot of videos of like the rioting and stuff, and you see a majority—not a majority, but a good chunk of like black-clad people, you know, burning down black-owned businesses. I've seen videos of like black people uh, holding hands and like uh, telling people the aggressors who are trying to burn down their businesses, saying they're helping them. Well, uh, but you know, and like this—it really is a real thing. I feel like it's a cover for all of this destruction. It's like the right, like. The big protests don't ever happen. Honestly, the the African American has no place in this world. Really? No place. Because when you think about it, you go to... If we were to go to Africa, they wouldn't even consider us African. No. They'd be like, you're not African. Mm-hmm. Straight like that. Yeah. So they just... So what, so what am I? You're the... You're an outsider. You're the... Like, I'm just saying, if my mother is Puerto Rican, right? Mm-hmm. And she lays down with a Puerto Rican man. Mm-hmm. What other kind of baby are you making other than Puerto Rican? Nothing else. Puerto Rican. 100%. Now, if I took that Puerto Rican baby to fucking Ireland, is that baby still... If, if that Puerto Rican baby was born in Ireland, is that baby any less Puerto Rican or is it Irish? I would say it's Puerto Rican with its family and its history, but uh, probably in the Irish. Government. It'd be the most fucked up baby ever because it'd be Puerto Rican speaking Irish. Yeah. But I mean, that can happen too. They can integrate. But. But they would still be looked at because. Where you're born doesn't determine what you are. Not at all. That determines where you're from. Yeah, where you, yeah and your genetics, like where your parents are from. Yeah. Even yeah. the matter, you could be born, say, because I'm Haitian, or his, my brother, he was born here, but he's Haitian. But you know, technically, he's American. I mean, you could say he's American, because he's American, but he's literally Haitian. Like, the blood is is Haitian, you know? You can never get rid of that. Fuck. So it's like, I can understand what you're saying. Like, it's crazy. I feel like a good, a good chunk of people now, they don't look at the blood relations to who you really are. They look at where you come from, and they judge you based off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah. It's like me and my family or whoever I come into contact with uh, from my race, like Asian communities, um, they look at me differently because I don't really uh, speak my own native language. I was born in America, but I'm half Chinese, half Cambodian. Um, and when they're talking to me, I'm, I speak English. And then they, they turn around and just walk away. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not a part of who they are. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, dude. Never knew y'all went through that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never knew. Yeah, um, you know. Also, like, uh, the Cambodian part of being Asian, 
uh, they're darker, the darker skins than anywhere north of South or Southeast Asia. Um, and they get looked down on for their darker skin and everyone tries to be lighter. Uh, so I'm on the darker side of my family and everybody looks at me like I'm on the... You said you're on the darker side? Yeah, I'm Cambodian. It could be much lighter. Huh? I could be much lighter than this. <laughs> That's pretty fucking light. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, dude. But yeah, it's crazy like that. Like, my grandpa, he was literally a few shades lighter than Clarence, bro. <laughs> and, but as like he aged, he grew lighter. Crazy. Wow. And he's Cambodian, bro. Like, we could get as dark as an African-American. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. Must be close to the equator, yeah. Cooking, cooking, that's the reason why we wanted to do this just to see where like different people come from. Yeah. Like, there's so many different things going on in the world, and like, just I don't know, meeting new people. I don't know why I've been interested in this, but meeting new people just seems. It's interesting. Just interesting, you know? Especially in a time like this where there's so many things coming together and it feels like it, it's it's quite a point in history. I'll say it like that. So, I don't know. I just want to is. observe it. And, uh, you know, I feel like there's, I don't know, something. But Have you ever had an experience where you were judged? Where I was judged? Where I was judged, where, like, looked down on or got into a problem with... Um, law enforcement or any type of thing like that I have to be uh, to be real I'm not really because the way I grew up even though I was in so when I where I grew up I grew up in Cambridge in the towers uh, if you're from Cambridge you know uh, Ridge Towers hey that place was nah nah it's in Cambridge uh, that place was booty we just <laughs> we just moved out of there uh, I grew up there for most of my life I probably it's been two, two years since I moved out of there and we were right next to JP, which is like, I guess you call it the, I guess you call it the hood or whatever, but it, it, it was like a bad little section of the neighborhood. Mm. There was a lot of, uh, I would say it was mixed with too, but there was a lot of white folks in there. Uh, I had a lot of friends that lived there. Um, still do. <laughs> uh, but, uh. So like the projects? It was, yeah, you can see, you see the projects, yeah, yeah. And I lived, so it was, it was the towers, and there was JP, and then it was like, it was, it was on one street. And then, um, I didn't really have problems with the police. Because when I grew up, I was, uh, I didn't really go out like that. Mm. Not, not, like, I went to certain events here and there, but, like, like on my own, I didn't really go out like that. Because my parents were, like, they held me close. But, I, honestly, I feel like I got in trouble a lot because I, <laughs> I was out with a boat. Like I, but I still try to be respectful, but, you know. Um, what about in public? Did, like, with police? In, no, like, with just anyone. Did you notice any weird looks at you or... To be honest, when I hear you guys' stories, not to, it's a different road for me because the community where I lived, it was uh, pretty chill. I mean, there was some crazy shit going on in JP sometimes. Maybe like a firecracker or a gunshot, maybe. But I've heard some stories, but it was pretty chill. I didn't really grow up either noticing or being around any type of gang culture or anything like that or any any parts of the underworld, per se. That's how I would say it. But uh, I've only heard about it, so it's, you know... I would say I grew up pretty, grew up pretty broke, pretty poor, but I came out okay. Like my parents really wanted me to not yeah. be in that. So even though it was like a, it was a okay area, it's kind of JP and shit, but I was chilling, you know. Yeah. Got through it. So here it is. Is this mom? Yeah. It's so faded. <laughs> forgot his drink. 
<laughs> he took that bomb if he was off the beam. <laughs> now I gotta hit it too. <laughs> yeah. I thought about investing in marijuana stock. Marijuana stock? Is it? It's legal in Massachusetts, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like 21, right? I'm pretty sure. What do you need to think about the, the legalization of marijuana? It's not even truly legal. It's just decriminalized. It's still illegal on federal level. Yep, yeah, federal level. But people, why, why do you think they're not really doing anything to enforce? I don't think it should be enforced. Because it's a waste of time? Literally. Okay, but why is it still a law then? Because you have people that are trafficking. They can't fully make it legal because you have people that are trafficking and drug trafficking is illegal. So if you get caught with a certain amount, you're not going to get charged as a dealer. You're going to get charged as a trafficker, Mm -hmm. which is the whole point of people legalizing marijuana they don't want you how many people went to jail over a dime bag so many yeah mad people Mm -hmm. went to jail over a dime bag Mm -hmm. did they let them out no they're making money off them in the system bro Mm -hmm. but now no more go to jail for a dime bag we technically legal Mm -hmm. you could legally have this amount on you Mm -hmm. so dealers are just moving with that amount on but I don't see why, why. Why don't we do it partially? Because just because of their, because of uh, traffickers and like, I feel like if they made it legal, the, the traffickers would lose. I mean, I don't know if their business would go away, but they would have to do what they like. I mean, criminal organizations would do what they do, but I feel like wouldn't that like market go away because you can just buy everyone can grow weed locally, so then there'll be no. Point. It's untaxed. Not everybody knows how to do it though. No, but the growing weed part. I think I think it's because it has money in it. They don't want to let let it go, but I feel like it's. I feel like the government's stopping you from growing a plant. I think mm, I had you to can have like six to eight plants in your house. I think. No, no, no. But I mean, just I mean, like federal. I don't see the reason. Like, why even have it? Why even have it? Like, I would just repeal it if I had the power. But just because it's literally just a plant. Like, I, I had this conversation earlier. I can understand like if it's was it poppy for like is it cocaine or some shit like that? Like some higher level shit where you mm-hmm. have to actually chemically process it. The weed is just a. Like it grows naturally. I mean, you can do. You can put it under conditions where you can get exactly how you want to do it. That's. It's just a plant. It's just like any other crop. You know. Yeah. But there, there's such a stigma on it. But, but you look. I don't know. I feel like. If if alcohol can be illegal, why can't weed be illegal? And weed, it. I would say weed is better than alcohol. So, but, do you see? You still eat alcohol. Like think about it. Less people die by the year when it comes to weed and alcohol. It's crazy. Like, we, I don't, I don't understand why they would, or still have it. If some countries, not countries, some states are still are already like legalizing it and stuff. Like, imagine going over there. The, the state Dominican board. Republic, cocaine's legal instead of weed. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I just learned that from one of my Dominican friends. <laughs> so it's just legal. They don't they charge say, nothing. You can, you can legally go over there and sniff coke if you want, but don't get caught with a blunt. <laughs> what? Wait, what? So, wait, what? weed is is banned over there? Weed's He's not legal on Now that's dumb. <laughs> that's why. That's why I can't move out this country, bro. Why? Uh, I'm too American, bro. <laughs> I'm too American. Right. Yeah. Like I'll go to another country and be fucked up in the game, thinking I'm ill. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know how bad I wanted a dashiki? Till I heard them shits mean something over there in Trinidad. And if you go and cop the wrong one, you're going to jail for impersonating an officer, a military personnel. Oh, hell. Uh, yeah, no. chill out with them dashikis. Yeah. Niggas don't know what they mean. Yeah. 
<laughs> Everything in the African culture got a meaning. Niggas just be rocking shit and impersonating. You might be impersonating the priest and someone might need you to pray for them. And you just looking at them like, black power, bro. Like, yes, black power, that is what I need. Uh, that's yeah. too funny. I want to show and you all this video. Let's see it. It's like the weed shit. Americans now live somewhere where cannabis has been legalized in some form. Wow, man. All right, so then, quick question. Weed is pretty much legal now, right? Wrong. False. And here is why. For starters, even if every single state and territory in the union decides to join the Puff Puff Pass Circle, that still would not make pot 100% legal. Welcome to American government. How can I explain this to you differently? You'll remember that we've got government at multiple levels, local, state, and federal. Right now, legalization of marijuana is only happening at those first two levels. As it stands right now, marijuana remains illegal and classified as a Schedule One drug under the Controlled Substances Act of 1970. Damn! Under that law, the DEA yeah. classifies a number of drugs under a five-tiered scale, with a drug being put on the scale if it is deemed as having the potential for abuse. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Schedule 5 drugs are the ones deemed to have a medical benefit and the lowest risk of abuse. These are drugs like cough syrup and certain anti-diarrheal medicine. At Schedule 4, we have stuff like Xanax, Valium, Ambien, all of which the DEA claims still have a low risk of abuse. Yeah. Oh my god. Sure, Jan. Next at Schedule 3, we have drugs like ketamine, steroids, and testosterone. Then at Schedule 2, we start flirting with danger with the likes of Adderall, Oxycodone, Fentanyl, and get this, cocaine and methamphetamines. And then at the top of the heap, we have the drugs that the DEA claims are dangerous and have zero medical benefit. Those are cannabis, heroin, MDMA, or Molly. They put that shit up there with heroin, bro. Are you kidding me, bro? They demonizing weed like it ain't shit. That's insane. I'm gonna say they put it up there with heroin and MDMA. That's, that's, that's a real, that's a real shit. Up Those there. the real drugs. <laughs> Weed's a real drug. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Why do you think they they say that? Dude, just destroying the market. Bro. Yeah. I don't know. You got you got Obama fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you about that. What do you think about uh, President Obama? Uh, when he was uh, in office. He's a uh, he's a decent president after president. Bush anyway. <laughs> after Bush. <laughs> he was a nice little little breath of fresh air after Bush. <laughs> Do you think he uh, helped uh, helped the community anyway? He probably could have did a little more, but he was uh, he helped us get the Obama phone, the Obamacare. He was he was putting in some work for the black people. Okay. Trying to help him out the struggle. He understood a little bit about the struggle. Because niggas was trapping to keep their phone on. Now, now, they, now they got Obama phones. Now they ain't got to trap no more. Yeah. Trap's on. Nah, because I wasn't trapping off no Obama phone. <laughs> 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 no, that'd be wild. <laughs> Yo, I'm trapping for Obama. <laughs> Obama got me. He said if any feds come through my line, he got me. <laughs> Stay well rounded, you know? Yeah, dude, definitely. Learn everything from the streets to the books. Definitely. Dude. But 
I'm just glad you guys had me over, you know? Yeah, yeah man. It's been a fun time. Glad to hear everything, man. Uh, I forgot how to cut it off. Bruh. <laughs> how do we end it? Nah, let's talk it out. We can end it like this.